0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Any of you got any, how many of you have desire, a desire in your heart for something? Anybody got a desire? Uh, Maybe a desire for... More health, maybe a desire for, to be debt free, maybe a desire for a mate, <laughs> maybe a desire for uh, something for your children or grandchildren, uh, and uh, uh, we have desires in our heart. It, uh, let's look at what the Bible says here about desires, because I want to talk to you this morning about desire, and in Psalm 37, verse 4, the scripture says, "Take delight in the Lord." I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Take delight in the Lord. Delight. Take delight in the Lord. Enjoy the Lord. Uh, you know the uh, 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 when the, the the church fathers years ago in the Westminster uh, they met and they just thought, "Okay, what is the ultimate?" Uh, purpose of man? What is the chief aim of man? And it is to uh, know God and to enjoy Him forever. I thought that word, in that something? Enjoy Him. Uh, take delight. Enjoy the Lord. Enjoy your walk with Him. Uh, our, uh, uh, we get around our grandkids and soon to have our first great-grandchild, uh been married fifty years now <laughs> in August we celebrated fifty years denise myself um, and I married her when she was minus ten and <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, we get around our, our grandkids and i 'll tell you what they're it, you know it brings such joy you know and you we enjoy them and uh, one thing I enjoy is uh, like when uh Uh, back when they were babies, their parents, I would be holding them and uh, all of a sudden they need changing and and my daughter would say, well, Dad, would you change her? And I said, no, I'm like God, I change not. (laughs) But uh, it was uh, fun to play with, you know, have fun with them and everything. I enjoy my grandkids. Uh, And God wants us to enjoy Him. Enjoy God. God's not mean. He's not after you. God's not against you. God's not hasn't got a list of qualifications you've got to meet before He will love and accept you. For God so loved the world. When we were sinners, when, when nobody in the world sought God, the Bible says there was, he, there was none that He found that sought Him, but God sought us. You know, uh and uh, God loves us for God so loves the world. Uh, We sang this morning about I'm no longer a slave and uh, I'm a child of God. We sang about uh, that the perfect love of God, what it has done, uh, washed uh, our fears were drowned in his perfect love. God's good, isn't he? Amen. Amen. God is good. He is good all the time. That is who he is. That's The character, the nature of God. He is good. He loves us. He loves us. He wants us to enjoy this walk with Him. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. Jesus told her that. He said, in the world, you're going to face all these things, but be of good cheer. In the midst of everything, in the midst of your troubles, in the midst of what's going on, be of good cheer. You know, uh, when... Ever you look at the world, you look at your circumstances, you look at what's wrong, turn your face towards God and look at Him. He's for you. You know, I was talking with someone the other day, uh, and I told him, I said, God is not against you for your sin. He's for you against your sin. You know, and we, God's always for us. He loves us. And so God wants us, we ought to enjoy God. We ought to uh, enjoy our time with Him. You know, God doesn't want you to endure this life. He wants you to enjoy this life. Amen. Now, He's not talking about enjoying all your circumstances, because that's not reality. I can't enjoy all my circumstances, but I can enjoy God in the midst of my circumstances. Uh, a good friend of mine, his uh, father uh, passed away yesterday, and I called him. As soon as I heard about this, he had been dead about a couple hours, and I called him, and we were talking. He lives in another t- place, and and uh, we just rejoiced over the fact his dad is a believer, you know, and, and there was moments of tears of him weeping on the phone, and, and his dad lived with him. He took care of his dad in his last years, and uh, but, um, you know, he... He's, uh, we were able to celebrate his dad's life and celebrate the truth that he'll see his dad again, that his dad's with Jesus, you know? So no matter, the worst things that can happen are still the best thing that can be the best things. And I told him, I said, you know, this is the worst day and the best day. You know, the worst day you, in the natural, you've lost your dad, the best day your dad is in the presence of the Lord. God is good and He wants us to enjoy Him. No matter how bleak or dark or horrible things may seem, no matter how you feel like nothing's going your way, there is one that is for you. There is one thing you can rejoice in and take joy and peace and happiness in. And that is, I belong to God. God is my Father and He is real and He is with me. And no matter what I go through, I'm going through it with God. So it says, take delight in. You know, sometimes you just need to dwell on the goodness of God. You just need to stop and dwell on the goodness of God. Years ago, uh, right after I got saved, the devil would really torment me about all the things I'd done in my life. And I was saved at 24 years of age, off the streets and had been in drugs and everything and and played rock music in a band. And, And so my life was really not a good life. And when I got, I didn't know a person could get saved. I didn't know that I wasn't raised in church. And when I discovered that Jesus died for me and that I could, that God loved me, I thought God loved good people, you know, and I wasn't a good people. Okay, uh, and I thought there was. I thought people are some are born good, some are born bad. I just happened to be born bad, you know, and that's the way it was. But uh, <clears throat> when I discovered God when I met him it you know how my life was changed everything turned around and but the enemy would remind me of all the things I'd done I'd be uh, laying in bed at night and I would see all these vivid reliving vividly things that I'd done and and the enemy would say how could you be a child of God what makes you think? You know you can't be saved. You know you can't be a Christian. And, you know, I was dealing with it. And so I was talking with this older man. I lived in uh, Florida at the time. And talking with this older uh, uh, minister. He was retired. And he and I were talking. And I, I told him about it. And he said, you know, the devil's rehearsing your past. The next time he does that, why don't you rehearse his future? And he told me to turn over to a certain place in the Bible and read about where the devil is cast into the bottomless pit, you know. And so uh, I seriously did it. So the next night, you know, sure enough, all this. And so I turned on the light on the nightstand, got my Bible, and I turned over to where it talks about, you know, what was going to happen to the devil. I started to read. I said, Mr. Devil, you're telling me about my past. Let me tell you about your future. Take delight. Don't let things bother you. Delight yourself. Now that's a choice. It's not something that comes on you. It's something you choose. It's a decision you make. In the midst of whatever you're going through, delight yourself in the Lord and. See? And it's a a conjunction. It's a a word that joins uh, one thought with another thought to make a completely new thought. Or in other words, the two together become something different. All right? Uh, And when you mix your delighting in the Lord with his heart, when you delight yourself with God, something's gonna He has to respond. He just can't help Himself. He cannot help Himself. Like when my grandbabies need something, I can't help myself. And my my kids will say, Daddy, you're spoiling them. I said, I know, and you gotta raise them. <clears throat> Take delight in the Lord. Delight yourself in Him. I choose to, to honor God. I choose to love God. I choose to believe God. I choose to trust Him. I choose to find joy and happiness and peace in Him in the midst of everything. And God says, i got to do something. And so God, the Bible says, God says, and He will give you, He will give you. You delight in Him and He will do something. Listen, you start putting God first. You start doing what Jesus said, but seek first. Don't do what all the world does. All the people of the world doing this, but you put God first and then everything else in your life will be added to you. He's saying the same thing as what David said here. Jesus said, put God first. Make Him first. Make Him the focus. Make Him primary. Keep Him number one. It's not about me, it's about Him. You know, that's something the church needs to realize, is that church is not about us, it's about Him. Well, I don't like the preacher, or I don't like the music, or I don't like this, or I don't like that. Well, who asks you anyway? <laughs> Keep your opinions to yourself. Because they're not worth anything. You know, you get 10 people together, you got 15 opinions About one thing. Because some of them change their opinions while they're talking to you. You ever been talking to somebody and they say, well, here's what I think. And when they start telling you, you're thinking, well, which one are they thinking? Because they don't know what they think. But church, it's about him. Put God first. Jesus said, keep God first and everything else will be added to you. David said, delight yourself in the Lord and he's going to do something for you. The desires you have in your heart, he is well aware of him. Jesus said, your heavenly father already knows what you have need of. Your heavenly father already knows what you have need of. But you know, I've had people tell me, well, God will meet our needs. Yes, He will. But God will also grant our desires. The things that, sometimes our desires is for a need to be met. Sometimes our desires go beyond the needs. And God is delighted to meet those. Take delight. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. You remember uh, Paul said this. He said, now unto him. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly. That's good measure pressed down, shaking together. And what? 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 See, God wants your, your life running over so that you're able, All everybody you get around, you get blessed by your overflow. People just want to get around you because there's an overflow. You know, some people get around, there's an overflow of unhappiness of complaining if everything's wrong they tell you all their problems I mean I know plenty of Christians I de- I'm not about to ask them how they're doing because they're going to tell me and an hour later I'm trying to figure out how I'm getting out of this but then there are those that have worse circumstances. you say how you doing they say let me tell you what God is for me He is with me God's blessing is on my life You know, they start telling you good things. Now, unto him that is able to do, to do. Now, he's not just, God doesn't just think good things about you. He doesn't just have good thoughts about you. He's going to act and do something good for you. Now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above, above, as the heavens. Or high above the earth, so are my thoughts and my ways above your ways. So are my pla- God's plans for what He wants to do with your life, in your life. Some of you, the reason God hadn't answered your prayers, because your prayers are too small. Your thoughts are too small. Your desires are too small. And God wants you to climb on up and believe He's good and big and He will act in your behalf. Exceeding, he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, above all, not above some, not above few, above all, yes. everybody say all. all, above all that we can ask, that we can ask, now you got to ask, you got to ask, okay. The word ask means to request, make a request. It also means to make a demand on something that is yours. Jesus said, ask what you will. And John, he was talking to John 15 there, he says, ask what you will. And John 16 says, ask what you will and my Father will give it to you. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask. But Paul, he he was so excited. Paul's bubbling over when he's writing this. From prison. From a dark, dingy prison cell. Not from the penthouse, but from the jailhouse. Paul writes now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask, all you can ask, all you can ask, or imagine. According to the power that's working within you. You say, well, that's my problem. That's my problem. I ain't got much power working in me. Shame, 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 shame. Shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. You ought to believe God. You ought to trust God. Your trust is in yourself. You're looking at you. You're wrapped up in you. Get off of you and into Him. The Bible says we are dead in our life as here with Christ and God. It's not... what. What power is he talking about dwelling inside us? He says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or imagine according to the power. What power is it working within us? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What is the power in you? Pat yourself right here. Say, I got the power of God in me. Say, God lives inside me. That's right, the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost whose house we are. Say, I'm God's house. Listen, if if somebody wanted to mail God a letter, he'd have to find my address. Because God lives in me and he lives in you. Amen? Amen. You ever somewhere and somebody says, well, I just wish I knew where God is. Say, he's right here. Hello, he's right here. He lives inside me. And if you'll call on Jesus and trust him, he'll move inside you too. Didn't Jesus say, the Father and I will come make our home in you? What are you worried about? What are you worried about? about. give me Tell me something you're so worried about that's bigger than God, that's greater than God, that's more powerful, that reached further than His promise. He said above all. According to the power that works within us and I, when I read that I say amen, praise God, because it's the power of God that works within me. It's that same power that raised the Son of God out of, out of the uh, grave. And ascended him to the right hand of the Father. The power of God. The power of God. God wants to give you the desires of your heart. All you can ask. Above all you can ask, above all, you can imagine that's the greatness of our God. That's the love of our God. Look all your needs. Look everything the devil has said. Look everything that you're facing. Look all of your circumstances, Look everything that's against you. Look it in the face. Don't turn and run from it. Look it in the face and say, "Listen, I'm a child of God, and you've got to bow your knee. God is on my side. And the Bible says, if God be for us, tell me somebody big enough to be against us. We were, uh, years ago, uh, we had, back when, uh, this is many years ago, we had started a church in our home, then we moved into a little building, and we were there, and and, uh, all of a sudden, things started happening. We had a handful of people, and before we knew it, we had several hundred people. And we had a building, people are, only the women sat in the chairs, and the men and the kid, uh, kids sat all over the floor. And I couldn't even move. I'd go up to the front and just stand there because people all around me. And I'd preach the word of God to them. And so we had, we had to move out of there. We needed a building. And there was this building we wanted. I desired it. I desired it. I desired it. Were there other buildings? Sure, there was. There were some run-down, uh, you know, places. There were some places we I could have gone, but I didn't desire them. You say, "Yeah," but you got to, you know, you got to be realistic. Well, I think this is as real as it gets right here, because heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. Uh, to me, that's more real than you're realistic. And so I uh, started, uh, I, I went and told the realtor, I said, I'm, I want to, that was had the building. I said, I'd like to be interested in getting this building. He said, uh, for a church? I said, yeah. He said, oh, that's not going to happen. I said, why? He said, the owner is an atheist. And the last thing he's going to want on there is a church. And I said, well, still. I said, go tell him. I want that and see what we can do. Well, long story short, the man refused. Didn't want to, wouldn't even talk to me. He told the realtor, tell the man no and hang up the phone. Don't even talk to him. And they were, he was really a, a, a tough guy to deal with. And uh, so I said, he, the realtor called me and told me. So I called three men in the church that were trusted leaders with me. And, and uh, it was about, I said, I want to meet a uh, little building we had there. So we'll meet over there. And I said, here's what we're going to do. I said, meet me right now. It was 1030 at night. Because the realtor just called. So they said, all right, we'll be there. They were the kind of men, if I said, it, we're going to meet on top of the roof at 2 a.m. in the morning, they'd be there. They would have been there. They got, brought their ladders and climbed up. And they'd have set up on the <laughs> peak of the roof waiting for me at 2 o'clock in the morning. See, that's the kind of people you build a church with. Not the kind of people that, well, I I don't know, it's a little inconvenient or this or that, you know. Uh, People that go the extra mile and keep going. Uh, So anyway, we met them. They met me there and I told them, I said, all right, guys. I said, I'm not looking for your opinion. I'm not interested in your opinion. I want us to hear from God. Because it doesn't matter what you and I think. And I told him briefly what the situation was. I said, We're going to pray until we hear from God. And I said, I want us to go to different places in the room and just pray till we hear from God. I said, When you hear from God, go sit on, just sit right here. When you get, when, as soon as you've heard from God. So we're praying. And so uh, one guy went over and sat there, another one, I was waiting. I'd already heard, I knew what I had heard in my spirit. And they all went over and sat over there. I came over and I said, All right, what have you heard? And one by one, they shared the very same thing. I mean down to detail about what we were doing. Next morning, I was going to call the realtor. Uh, Seven o'clock in the morning, my phone rings. I answered the phone, and it's the realtor. And he said, Pastor Vickers, this is so-and-so. I said, yes. He said, can you meet with myself and the owner uh, at such such a time, at his office, and I said sure, and I said what about? He said, well, I got a call six o'clock this morning from the owner, and he said, you tell that preacher whatever he wants, he can have. Amen. Wait a minute. He said, and the realtor said, I thought you said you didn't want it. He said, listen. He said, I've been up all night, hadn't slept a wink. And he said, something has been shouting in my air. You give that preacher whatever he wants. He's in charge, you're not. And we enjoyed that building. I'm telling you, God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. But let me wrap this up. There are three things, three vital things, and I want you to write these down because they're critical for this. Now see, the promises of God are yes and amen, aren't they? They're not no. They're not maybe. They're not uh, any of that. They are yes and Amen. So every promise of God is yes and amen. Everybody say yes and amen. Yes. So that means if I got a need, if I, got a, if I find a promise, the answer is yes and amen. Are you with me? But three things that I've found in getting the desires of my heart. Now I said it starts with delighting yourself in the Lord. But here's what I have found in practical, uh, per, uh, for practicality. i gonna give them to you real quick. There's three things: prayer, patience, and persistence. Nothing has ever happened that I needed to happen without prayer, patience, and persistence. Martin Luther, who started the Reformation, that uh, against the cat, or you know, where he made the uh, stand and. Uh, and put the ninety, you know, his, uh, uh, his demands on the uh, his statement of faith on the Wittenberg door, you know, nailed it up there, and he said that man is not saved by works, but he is saved by faith in God alone. That we're saved by grace through faith. And Martin Luther made this statement. He said, "It seems that God will do nothing." except in answer to prayer. God will do nothing except in answer to prayer. Now, we, we read there, delight yourself in the Lord He'll give you the desires of your heart. Sometimes we want to just say, well, I'm going to just praise my way in or I'm just going to love my way. I'm just going to love God and everything's going to be all right. I've found out there's some things you got to do. You remember when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? What if nobody had rolled that stone away? What would have happened, I wonder? Nothing. See, there's a partnership. See, you delight yourself in God. He's going to grant you and give you the desires of your heart. But there's a partnership in this. And there's a process you go through. Are you with me? You know, just like a mother, uh, the, the inception... And 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 then the the uh, the baby developing in the womb in the womb of the mother and then the birth. See, there's a process, isn't there? Everything in life is made up of event and process. Event and process. Event and process. My salvation, getting born again, was an event. The proce- Christianity, living as a child of God, is a process. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Conception is an event. The development of the child is a process. Birth is an event. Living life is a process. All of life is made up of event and process. All right? So let's look at this. Prayer, when we have a desire. Now I read to you the scripture says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll grant you, give you the desires of your heart. Let me say that just a little bit different without changing, but just helping to understand. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will create in you His desires for you. Do you see that? Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will create inside you desires. Now, that's why I said God wants you to let your desires be known to Him. Let your request, the things you desire, be made known to God. The Bible says. See, here's what God does. You delight yourself in the Lord. You keep Him first. Suddenly, when you do, your heart, your soul, see, God lives in your spirit, but God in your He'll. Your soul, your mind, your emotions, all of a sudden, He'll begin to make some adjustments, like going to a chiropractor and they adjust your spine. You ever been there and do all that, you know? Uh, God starts making adjustments inside you to where all of a sudden your desires start lining up. Because God created us to have desires that those desires move us to action. I'm going to tell you how to stay poor. Deny every desire. Now, no, there's, I'm not talking about your fleshly desires. You understand that, don't you? Like that third piece of cake. <clears throat> now, let's don't talk about that. Too close to lunch. But we're not talking fleshly desires, and you know the difference. If you don't know the difference, you need to get around somebody that's a little older and older, let them teach you the difference between the flesh and the spirit. All right? But here's what God does when you delight yourself in Him, He begins to mold and shape and birth inside you His desires. Now, let me tell you, His desires are not just for you to sit on a corner with your hands raised saying, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. God created us to be productive in this life, to walk on this earth. He created, look, you look back at Genesis when God created Adam. He didn't want Adam to sit there and go, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Have a good friend, Terry Mize, he was in Mexico as a missionary and he was, uh, a, a guy was giving him a ride, the guy stopped and uh, pointed a gun at him at, at, uh, you know, at uh, point blank range pointed a, a, a 38 pistol at him and said, give me everything, I want all your money. This was his driver who was supposed to take him to preach from one village to another village. And he said, give me all your money, I want your watch, everything you got. And he, So Terry gave it to him. And he said, uh, I want your wedding ring. And Terry said, I'm not giving it to you. And the man said, I'm going to kill you. Terry said, no, you're not. He said, yes, I am. Terry said, "In the name of Jesus, you have no power over me. You cannot hurt me." The guy fired three shots, standing right in front of him, and Terry stood there, and all three shots went straight down. But the gun was pointed at his chest. Terry was—he's a friend of mine. He's preached for me different times, but uh, Terry uh, uh, was uh, sharing his testimony at a church, and a guy came up to him and said, "We have the same testimony." And the guy said, and Terry said, "Really?" He said, "Yeah." He said, well, tell me about it. And the guy said, I was robbed. And the guy pointed a gun at me. And he said, I lifted my hands and started praising God. And Terry said, what happened? He said, the guy shot me. (laughs) Terry said, we don't have the same testimony. (laughs) We don't have the same testimony. And he told the guy, he said, there's a time to worship God. Then there's a time to act in faith. All right, so when, see, God's desires, when we say God's desires, God's desires are not for you to just be, oh. That's great. That has its place. You know, when God, the Bible talks about worshiping God, most of it's not singing. Most of it is doing. You know, most of it is really obedience. See, uh, Abraham brought glory. He worshiped God by doing what? By believing God and walking every day saying, I'm the father of a nation. I'm the father of a nation. See, So when you delight yourself in the Lord, He creates desires. The desires He wants inside you. For what He's put you on this earth to accomplish. What He wants you to do. God wants us to leave this earth a better place than we found it. In every way we can. I believe every church should work to make the community that they are in a better community by doing practical things, not just praying for it. Pray for it, yes, but go out, help the hurting, bind up the broken. Help relieve the suffering of that community. Help and, and help that community become better. Help the education system, all the different things. Believe for jobs and start calling in jobs and, and, and doing everything you can in that community. If there's a house that gets burned in, a, in a, an area where people are, are uh, underserved, you go over there and help them. Right now you can go on our website for Passion Church, you know, our campuses. You can go on there and give to Hurricane Relief. Why? Because we ought to help. God will create desires within you. And then here's what he wants you to do. Take that desire and take it back to him in prayer. Let's get this. Where did Jesus come from? Where did he come from? Huh? Not a trick question. Where'd he come from? He came from heaven with the Father, didn't he? Everybody say heaven. Heaven. So Jesus had to do what to come to earth? Which direction? He had to come where? He had to, say it out loud. Okay, Jesus came down, walked the earth, was crucified, came out of the grave, and what did he do? He said, I go back to my Father. All right. Here's the way God works: down, back up, and then Jesus said, "What? I'll send the Holy Spirit." Then down. With me? All right. God has desires for us. We delight ourselves in the Lord. The desire comes down within us. We bring it back up to God in prayer. And then all of a sudden, he comes and it begins to happen. So God creates those desires, and we have to go to him in prayer. You know, Jesus said in the, what we call the Lord's Prayer, which was not his prayer. It was a model prayer. The Lord's Prayer is in John chapter 17, actually. That's the prayer he prayed there. All right, And his prayer basically was for all of us, his children, to be one. Love one another. All right. Well, in the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer there, Jesus said, Pray, our Father, call Him Father, and not my Father, our Father, because He wants us to pray as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Our Father, who is in heaven, mm-hmm. hallowed be Your name. Mm-hmm. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In other words, Jesus said you got to pray the will of God down into the earth. See, when we begin to cry out to God for our desires, He puts them in us. But see, we are in authority on this earth. God's given man authority. All right? We have authority. Therefore, God can't do anything unless we do it. If you're waiting on God to do something, you're going to wait till you die. Because God's waiting on us to do something. See, it's our move. Say, it's my move. move. All right, God gives us desires. Then he wants us to take those desires, bring them back up to him, lay hold of heaven in faith for that desire, then pull it by faith back down to earth in our life. And there's no desire in your heart That is from God. That doesn't affect other people. If you will pull that desire down. Whether it's even financial. or Whatever it may be. You pull it back down. Then what happens? Jesus came down. Jesus went up. The Holy Spirit came down. And goes out. See the process there? We bring our desires to God in prayer. Pray. Nothing's going to happen until we open the heavens, until we create a pathway, until we come through and clear the path like a pioneer through a jungle. We clear a path for that thing that we're believing for to come down by our prayers. You shall declare a thing and it shall be done and see our declaration we declare it in prayer then we declare it in faith but to that prayer you're going to have to add patience need of patience that you might receive the promise you'll act yourself in the Lord he'll give you the desires of your heart you start praying for that but you get need of patience well I prayed yesterday it hadn't happened today So should I quit? No. Jesus said, don't quit praying. Remember Paul said in Thess- to the Thess- church in Thessalon- Thessalonica, he said, pray without ceasing. You know, I found that when you grab hold of God with the desire, even when you aren't saying things, you, no matter where you are, you can be driving your car, you can be eating dinner, whatever it is, you can be at work, that thing's still in there bubbling. It's a prayer. And the Holy Spirit is making it known to the Father through things that cannot even be uttered. But you've got to have, see, once you do it, then you've got to have patience and keep holding on. Hold on and don't let go. The uh, Chinese bamboo, you plant a Chinese bamboo tree, a plant, you plant it. For the first four years, nothing happened. It doesn't change. It remains a little sapling there. Just there. And it looks as if for four years nothing's going on. The fifth year, it grows 80 feet in the first five weeks. You can actually almost stand outside and watch the thing grow. 80 feet in five weeks. You think it just suddenly happened? No, for the first four years of patience holding on to the life in that seed, holding on to it while that's happening, it's growing a root system. See, there are things you've asked God for, there's things you believe God for, and you're thinking it hadn't happened. It hadn't happened. I'm telling you, don't let go because God's working in the root system, and the longer the root system, the longer it takes, the greater the miracle. Somebody ought to shout. All right, let's just, you got to have prayer, you got to have patience, and you got to have persistence. 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 Michael Jordan was kicked off of his high school basketball team for lack of talent. Isn't that something? Persistent. He was persistent. And now he's considered one of the greatest that ever played the gun. i got a couple of others written down here I want to tell you about. Uh, oh yeah. In 1954, Elvis Presley performed for the first time ever at the Grand Ole Opry in Tennessee. Jimmy Denny, listen to this. The manager of the Grand Ole Opry fired him after his first song, and told him, here's what he said, quote, you ain't going nowhere, son. You have no talent. You need to go back to driving a truck. Walt, get this one. Walt Disney was fired from a newspaper job by the publisher of the newspaper, I mean editor, for lack of creativity. That's true. What separated those guys? I guarantee you, there are millions of other stories just like that, but we don't know the we never know the name. Why? The difference, persistence. Let me tell you. Anything you will stay persistent at, you will accomplish. If you don't quit, when God creates a desire, you pray. You have patience, and then you go after it, do everything you can for it, and you stay persistent. You keep hitting the rock with that little hammer. And eventually the rock will shatter. It will break. Persistence is greater than ability. Persistent is greater than talent. Persistence is greater than education and knowledge and wisdom. All those things have their place. They're important. But persistence trumps them all. Yes, amen. So you got any desires? You got some desires you want to see come to pass? You got some things you're believing God for? Maybe some things that you've actually laid down? But you need it? You want it? Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father. All right, with your eyes closed, I want you to think about what is the desire of your heart? What desire is in you? What is it? What is it? Now listen, don't think you're too old or you're the wrong sex because women can't do that or whatever it may be. Or I don't have the education, I don't have the money. Lay all those things aside. What is the desire? Is there a desire in your heart? I'm 70 years old. The last day I live, I want to have desires that I'm reaching for, that I'm believing for. Because if I lose my desires, I'm a dead man walking. I'm just taking up space. What is your desire? Maybe for a loved one. It may be for health in your body. For a financial breakthrough. Whatever it is. Every one of you that say, I know what it is. I want you to put your hand up. I've got a desire and I know exactly what it is. Hold the hand up right there. Alright, then I want you right now in your heart to say it out to God. You don't have to speak it out loud if you don't want to, but I want you to declare it to God. Say, this is my desire. This is my desire, God. Here it is. Here it is. I'm asking you for it right now in the name of Jesus. I ask you for this desire. Now I'm going to pray over you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see the desires. You hear the cries from the heart of your people. In the name of Jesus, I join my faith with them. I join my voice with Him. And I call out to You, O God, grant this desire. O God, this is what we ask You for. This is what we want, O God. This is what we desire. We ask You for it in Jesus' name. I lay claim to it. I believe You, Lord God. And I ask you for it in the name of Jesus. Now, here's what I want you to do. Put both hands up and begin to thank God. Thank God. Begin to thank him for that. Begin, come on out loud. Thank him, God. We thank you. We praise you. God, come on, say it. I thank you for hearing my request. I thank you for hearing my heart's desire, oh God. In the name of you, come on, let your faith go. I thank you for hearing it, Father. I declare you hear this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we're going to do one other thing just before I turn it over to Pastor. I want you to join hands with someone there. And if you could across the room, that'd be good. And here's what we're going to do. I want you to pray in agreement. Here's how we are going to do it. You're going to say for the person on either side of you. You're going to pray for the two of them. You're going to pray for the two of them. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to pray, God, you heard my brother and my sister's request. I am agreeing with them. I stand in agreement because the Bible says, Jesus said, if any two of you on earth shall touch anything, Agree together as touch anything, it shall be done. So, would you do that real quickly right now? Father, I thank you for this. We stand in agreement in Jesus' name. I set myself in agreement with your people in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, just keep holding hands for just a moment. Now, I'm going to pray my desire. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before your throne through the blood of the Lamb. I come boldly and gladly, oh God, thank you for your goodness. Now, Father, I bring Passion Church, Alexander, seated before your throne. God, I desire, I desire to see, oh God, your glory manifested in this house and through this house, oh God, I desire for the fullness, the work of the Holy Ghost, the outpouring of the Spirit of the living God to fill this house and to reach this city, oh God. In Jesus' name, fill this house with your glory. In the name of Jesus we pray.